This is Wright Brennan's Lost in the Midlands, and I am here with Stephen Diaz. Uh, Stephen, thanks for coming back on. Absolutely. Round two. Uh, we ran out of time last time, and I know there's so much more to the story. So excited to hear. Um, excited to hear where things um, led to today. And I know last time we talked a little bit about, you know, we were ending with you were in the hospital, yeah. um, giving them heck, and then, uh, you know, what was the next move? What was what, what was the following piece? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I stopped counting after I think like 20 surgeries just in total. Um, I was there for a total of a year and eight months. And then October of 2006, they said, uh, hey, thank you for your service. You can go home now. Um, and what they're... But they're trying to, because there's just so many of us coming in, yeah. and and there probably were service members there who were the term that they used was malingering, um, and, and there probably were guys that were doing that. Um, I was just sitting there, you know, waiting for my next appointments and sleeping in the place they told us that we were going to stay, and um, just out of nowhere they said, "All right, you can go home. You go follow up with the VA and whatever you got to do." and uh, that was it. So that was my exit out of the military. Usually what happens is you go through an out-processing process. Yeah. And they teach you about, um, you know, the benefits that you can get. They teach you about um, how to, you know, maybe financially plan as you get out, uh, job search, how to apply for your benefits. I got told just to go home. Yeah, so I was like, okay. So I packed up my car with a little belongings that I had, and then uh, just drove back from Maryland to South Carolina and um, checked into the VA and said, I'm here. You know, this is this is what's what do I do? What do I do next? Yeah. Um, and they actually rolled out the red carpet for me. So I I haven't been corrected on this yet. Uh, so if someone's watching this and they want to fact check me, please, because I've been telling the story now for I don't know how many years. <laughs> but um, I think I was the first um, Iraqi veteran to be seen at Dorn VA. Wow. Um, so this was early or late 2006. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they rolled out the red carpet for me. They, they showed me around, gave me the tour of the VA. They... Uh, uh, took me to my doctors, and I thought that was cool, but at the same time, I kind of felt bad because I'm pretty sure that there was probably some Vietnam vets in there um, who were probably waiting for appointments, and then here I come, and then they bumped those guys and put me right in front of them. I'm pretty sure that happened. Um, but, you know, they um, – I had a, I had a good experience going in there. Um, I ended up getting some good help with my VA benefits to get those started, um, but then it still took a while for the income and the benefits to come in. Yeah. And so in between that time, um, I didn't have anything. Uh, I wasn't working yet. I didn't know what to do to go get a job. Uh, and I had VA health care, but didn't have any income coming in. So there was an awesome nonprofit called Semper Fi Fund, uh, yeah. still around today, who saw that, uh, well, they stay in connection with, with Marines. Um, they asked me how, what was going on. I told them the whole story. So they said, are you applying for jobs? I said, yeah, absolutely. So they sent me a check, um, and it covered all of my you know, expenses that I had. 
wow. at the time. And um, they're, so they're an amazing organization. That kind of opened my eyes up to what are what are all the organizations that are out there? What are they doing for veterans? Because there's just so many gaps um, in care. Uh, and that's saying that veterans aren't resilient or don't have anything, but there's situations that come along where there's organizations that find that niche and, hey, how can we help you? And so I thought it was really cool. Um, I ended up getting a job selling cell phones for then Singular and then turned into AT&T. Then I was encouraged to go to school, so I went to Carolina. Cool. Got a a business degree there, and while I was in school – I had a lot of my friends who ended up uh, asking me for help. Yeah. And they were like, you know, Diaz is, is, has gone through so much, but he's got a smile on his face. He, uh, he seems like he's doing great. He has a relationship. Um, at that time, I had married my, my wife, Laura. Um, she and I met uh, in church camp in North Carolina, and she lived in Mississippi. So I stole her from Mississippi because I didn't want to <laughs> go live in Mississippi. Mississippi's a nice place, you know, but – um, I still had a lot of surgeries and things that I needed to do, yeah. so I had to stay in South Carolina. Um, that's how I, I played it. Nice. Uh, but, um, and she knows that she wasn't fooled by anything, but um, <laughs> we call South Carolina home. And, um, you know, during that time, so we're talking, you know, 2010, 11, 12, 13 time frame, um, friend after friend uh, were losing their life to suicide. And they had all had all of them had asked me for help, and I either didn't know how to help them or didn't want to help them because, and it's it's a societal thing too, um, where we just kind of just care about ourselves. You know, we got a lot of things going on, and I don't have time to sit there and and, and help you. Um, and so I always felt guilty um, that these guys had came and asked me for help. And I turn them away because in the military, in all branches, uh, we have a saying where we never leave a man behind. Yeah. We there there are missions where people will go sacrifice, you know, their their safety to go pick up a, a dead or wounded soldier, service member, um, or body parts to come. You know, sacrificing everything just to get that to bring them back home. But then when we come back home, it's every man for himself. And, uh, and I get, I cut myself some slack, you know, I gave myself some grace because I also didn't know how to help. So if I didn't know how to help, how could I help somebody? Right. So I teamed up uh, with a couple of families who had lost, um, their, their loved ones to suicide. And we created an organization called hidden wounds that had a focus on mental health and suicide prevention. Yeah. Um, it's still around today. Um, I've added a whole lot more to my plate, so I've, I've stepped back administratively, uh, but I'm still a huge advocate, not just for the organization, but for the mission um, and the need for, for mental health services, and not just for the veteran, but also the family members. Yeah. And so uh, I'm a huge believer in what's called a secondary PTSD, and that is if you know a lot of the symptoms that you have from post-traumatic stress can easily um, you can easily see that in family members, uh, and so that's often not treated. And you hear a lot about the high numbers of suicides within the military, but then you you rarely hear anything about the family members 
or the children of military uh, service members who also take their life. Um, and so I'm, I'm big on that of wanting to give back. And um, so I've just been a nonprofit since 2009 timeframe. Yeah. Um, wasn't getting paid for any of it. I never did any of it for, for compensation. Uh, but at, at I had a you know I had a degree. I knew people. Um, it was time to to also find find a job. So one of our big supporters was a company called U.S. Patriot. Cool. And I just randomly asked them one day. I was like, Hey, y'all hiring? And they said, Yeah, we actually we need some help with human resources. And I was like, Well, I have a background in that. And so I just slid right in as their director of human resources. I thought I was going to come down here at the bottom or the middle somewhere. They just put me right up at the top. And uh, I was like, hey, let's, let's go. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. And, um, you know, I'm not afraid to try something hard and, and let's, let's mission accomplished, you kind right. of thing, right? And uh, so I was with them for about six months yeah. um, before uh, a new opportunity came about um, in financial planning, something I never thought myself to, to be a part of or, or do or have any knowledge on. Um, but my interest in that started in 2016 when I had my son, Thomas, and uh, my wife coming from a working class family, um, my family being you know, first generation immigrants here, zero, zero planning at all. Um, you know, my dad's suffering from dementia, not at the time, but later on. And um, I was like, there's if we're going to change anything for future generations, um, and it's going to have to start with uh, with us. Yeah. And so um, interviewed a lot of different financial advisors and uh, found a guy that I really liked. I felt like I connected with over at Northwestern Mutual. And uh, about two years later, they had the conversation, hey, have you ever thought about doing this? I said, nope. <laughs> Confidently, nope. Uh, it's not my background. I don't know anything about it. I'm not good at it. I suck at math. Um, there's the continuing education thing we have in the military. I'm pretty sure all the branches um, have it. Uh, but ours was called, uh, like, basic classes. that's called Math for Marines. And I, I told I was, I was trying to get them to not hire me. Right. And so I told them, like, yeah, I cheated at Math for Marines. I still have the Scantron to prove it. I said, I'm just not. This, I don't think I'm the guy that you're looking for. Right. Um, and, but I'm very competitive. So I had helped start a, a Hispanic, uh, networking group a few years back before, before that. And uh, one of the guys, um, that I'm, I'm friends with went up to Charlotte and works for the company. And so I asked him, I said, Hey, what do you think about this, this, this career? I don't think it's good, man. I don't think you should do it. I said, but you've been doing it for like a year and a half. There's gotta be something good about it. Um, oh yeah, yeah, but I don't think you should do it. <laughs> I said, I don't, man. This is weird. I think, uh, you know, I like to read people, and I feel like maybe you see me as a threat. No, no, that's not. That's not it. That's. Not, I was like, yeah, it is. I was like, I'll call you back. So I went back to the office and I told the guys, I was like, I'll do it. It sounds like this guy, you know, he sounds like the recruiter that told you not to be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> don't tell me I can't do something because there's something yeah. in me that triggers and. Um, but it only works for that. It doesn't work for yard work and dishes and cleaning the house. It doesn't work. <laughs> um, my wife's awesome. She does great work at, at home. Um, I help out. Don't. We know, we know. <laughs> but so, um, so I told her, I was like, Hey, I'll do it. 
yeah. I'll do this. And they're like, well, what made you change your mind? And I was like, I want to know what, what Jaime Quaylar, good dude, I want to know what he's doing up in Charlotte, and I'm going to yeah. beat him. Solid. Then I'm going to quit. <laughs> they said, what? I was like, I just want to see if I can do it. Yeah. Prove to myself that I could do this, this something that's this difficult. Because um, I started doing research, and, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly hard uh, to be a financial advisor. Uh, and then a part of being a financial advisor um, is also learning about life insurance and disability and a lot of risk management. Uh, and even that alone has its own complete uh, you know, hardships. And um, But it's five years in the future now. I'm still doing it. Um, I, 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 love, I love what I do. I love the ability to be able to meet new people. Um, I get to still be a father and a husband. I get to um, you know, do things, get to do things that I enjoy, go to church and yeah. different hobbies. And um, I get to continue to help people. Yeah. Um, Can I ask you a couple questions yeah, about let's go for- when you were making this decision? It, did you know the attrition rate was pretty high for becoming a successful? Uh, well, well, no, the, the recruiters don't tell you that part. Uh, <laughs> Would it have mattered? Uh, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> They probably could have told me, hey, one in ten, make it. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm going to make that two in ten. And, I mean, you must have kind of already had an idea about the tough conversations you're going to have to have with people, you know, talking about life, death, that type of stuff. I mean, I guess that at that point in time it didn't bother you. You knew that was a conversation you were comfortable having. Yeah, I mean, you, you, learn, you learn a lot while you're going through it. Um, and then the risk management part is, I mean, you deal with people with disabilities, and, and like you said, having a death in the family is um, it's never easy. And because I've experienced that personally, I, I was able to be empathetic yeah. to people. Um, in an in a industry and business where now everything is virtual and you can send everything that they need through emails, I go and I hand deliver you know, life insurance claims to families. I will go to the funerals. I will help them. Um, you know, plan uh, their funeral because you're you're dealing with something that's that's the, the probably the hardest thing that they're ever going to experience in their life. Yeah. Um, because more often than not, um, when somebody passes away, it's not planned, right? We don't we don't know when something's when something's going to happen, and so um, the situations can be really delicate. And so I just found that I was a natural fit. Um, for that, and 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 I enjoy it, and that's what's also kind of weird about the the career on the risk part is that what I provide you with, I hope you never have to use. Yeah. Um, but in the case that you that we do have to use it, I'm so glad that you have it. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the part in this career where it's so rewarding, because people will tell you, I'm so glad that that I put this in place, because if it wasn't for that, you know, life would be completely. different. Um, and then you hear the opposite side too, where people don't plan yeah. and they say, you know, I wish I would have, um, which makes me work harder when I hear that, because then uh, I don't want to scare anybody into doing anything. Um, you know, if you know me and we've, if we've had conversations and, and meetings, I'm an educator, um, and I can tell you what other people have experienced. And if that triggers you to take action, great. This is this career is also all about timing. So sometimes people's time 
to do things aren't there. Um, and it's our job to just remind them, hey, this was this was top of mind maybe last year. Let's revisit and see. Um, because what also what I don't want to happen is um, in between that waiting period, um, you know, they're hit with a disease or they get some type of injury. Now we have a pre-existing condition that now makes it even harder or more expensive uh, to continue to, to get that same plan that we were looking to get some time back. Um, and so I let people know, hey, here's here was what could happen, yeah. and let's 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 put something in place to be able to protect you. Uh, and then it's not it's not rare for me to also work with people's CPAs um, and their financial advisors. So you know I am a financial advisor, but when we're doing the the risk management part, there's a lot of times that people already have somebody. And I don't need to step on toes. I can what the things that we do and we offer can can complement a lot of the planning that people are already doing. Yeah. And so it just makes us it just gives me even more of a conviction uh, to be able to help. Well, I want to hear about that unique um, offering that you guys have, but the challenge of your job and some of the the tough conversations it seems like it's almost twofold. You have the the experiences, you know, disability, death, et cetera, that stuff. But then you also have to talk about people's finances, which can be a tough conversation. Like when people, you know, people don't like to talk about money. <laughs> it's easy to talk about roofs. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. cares when I'm yeah. talking about roofs, but you do bring a, a, a special degree of professionalism. And can you tell me like kind of, how do you navigate those conversations, the money side? They have to earn your trust. If you're not a trustworthy person, it's probably not the job for you. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. Isn't uh, it? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm I'm big into how can I help you, and um, and then also for people to see that that the things that I am showing you that it could be good for you or your business, I also do myself. Yeah. So I show people like this is what I do for my children and why. Um, here's what I've put on my parents, and why. Um, here's what I've helped other families put in place and, and why they're doing it. Um, you know, here are some of the business uh, owners who I work with um, who I hope aren't saying anything bad, right? <laughs> but at that, um, why they put things into place. Yeah. Uh, and But when I also tell people that I, I, I want to work with your team, like I want to be part of your team, right? that adds in another element of, it's not, you know, well, I don't know what he wants to do. Like, I want to be part of your entire entire picture uh, because that way I know that you have a great relationship with an existing financial advisor or your CPA or your asset manager or, or whoever it is. I've had people that say, I want to run this by my preacher. Okay, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Whatever makes you co- – because I want you to feel comfortable. Yeah. I don't want anybody to ever feel uh, – because I get this sometimes when I'm talking to people, and they say, yeah, somebody stopped by the house – and they, they sold me something, and I have no idea what he did. I don't want to be remembered that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, yeah, Stephen came came by, and he stopped by our office, or um, we had lunch, and he insisted on meeting with my financial advisor and my CPA. And most often, they people don't ask that. Yeah. Because um, I don't I don't want to step on toes. I'm I'm a firm believer, and our platform is built on if. Your risk management is part of your entire financial planning portfolio. The chances of you having a better retirement or 
weathering through a storm uh, is just so much better. Yeah. Uh, and there's so much data to back that up instead of, because most of the time when I meet with people and they do have some things in place, they operate in silos and none of them talk to each other. Right. Well, if none of them talk to each other, how do we know that I, what I have in place fits something else? Um, and so I like that too, because then that allows me to not have to worry about when somebody says, Hey, I already have a guy. Good. I'm glad that you do. Um, let's get in touch with them. And then you find out oh, maybe they really don't. Have a guy. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm not trying to pressure you. Right. It, it, even if, even if I don't walk away with anything, I know that I've always, you know, it, it's, it's, when I tell people worst case scenario, if nothing happens, you just had a multi-billion dollar company tell you, hey, you're all set. Yeah. You're, everything that you're doing is good to go. Yeah. And even then I feel accomplished. Like I did something good. They they now better understand. And it also, that, that adds to your sincerity. It adds to, um, you know, people gaining trust in you. And it also makes you referable. That's something else. If people can't trust you, they're not going to refer you out to people. This is really not the the career for you. Uh, cause that's what I like. I, I get approached by people. How many cold calls do you do? I don't do any cold calls. I've got to be terribly bored, uh, or in a bad <laughs> spot to be doing cold calls. We operate, uh, mainly on word of mouth. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. So if you, and, and that's why I've been able to succeed in, in this career for so long is, um, you know, creating those relationships. And I always feel glad when somebody calls and they say, Hey, you know, Right, Brennan, a good friend of mine said I should talk to you. Yeah. Well, great. Let's you know, let's see how we can help. Um, so I enjoy it. So I wanted to get back to that unique offering that you guys have at Northwestern, and you talk about how it fits into the sure. big picture, how it's a part of you know a greater investment strategy. What is that unique offering that you guys have? It's comprehensive planning. So. Most of the times when we come across people, and like I said earlier, they operate in silos, they have somebody. And I'm not saying that that, that individual, that, that planner, um, you know, whatever it is that, that they do for them is, is not good. However, if it doesn't fit inside of a comprehensive financial plan, yeah. um, chances are that when the time comes that they need that, that policy um, to operate, it's only going to be good for certain facets of, of whatever plan that they had come up with. Um, and so, so say, for example, like a financial advisor or an asset manager, their job is to help their money grow yeah. or to help them from losing money in the market. Yep. That's great. Um, but that's all that they're doing. Yeah. And so if that's not connected to, well, what if, you get a disability and now you can no longer work and the money that you have, you had coming in was help funding your retirement planning and your investments. And if that's not, that money's not coming in anymore, what good is that financial planner or that asset manager good for anymore? If you can't bring them money for them to continue to help it grow. What if something bad happens? Like you get hurt or uh, I've heard you talk about key man. Is, is that another part of that? Like if somebody in your business goes down, that's a, a key, I guess, a key man, then that's another yeah. part of that, that risk management, right. you know, that issue. Is that correct? So, so that's a good point. So a, a, as a business, so we have a mutual friend um, who is a, owns a tree cutting company. So if, if that, if you have one of your key employees 
go down. Yeah. Um, now what are you doing to put in place? Are you having to step in to then take over? And then what roles were you doing that now um, are being being ignored? And so for in the example of, like, say, a key man, that helps a business owner retain also because now it's a, it's a, it could be created to be a benefit for that employee. Right. Um, and and now we're getting to to the deep into the gears of, of things, but um, <laughs> it's the thing that I think about. Sorry, yeah, it's uh, what if something horrible happens in my business? <laughs> exactly, and and so because what you're doing, yes, is an expense. Most of the time, it's a tax deductible expense, and that's why I want to talk to the CPAs because I yeah. want to know, hey, where are places where they could be paying less in taxes? Because I've yet to meet a business owner that says, no, thanks, I'd rather pay more taxes. Right? <laughs> I, I haven't met that unicorn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Me either. laughs> yeah, and so there's there's things that can be put in place um, that help protect them being able to continue to run the business efficiently. And if something happens, it's okay. Uh, it's almost like those kind of like cheesy commercials where they call. I mean, it's it's okay. We're going to take care of you. Yeah. Um, but it is, and it's things that that we've we've been able to 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 master and. So this company, the reason that I chose it as a client, I mean, it's been around since the 1800s. Um, they, they've they continued to return uh, a dividend on their policies, various policies, um, and they have survived every single market crash. I mean, I could go on um, about it where other companies who are great just can't, just don't have the same record. Um, and so when it came time for me as a client to say, who am I going to pick? And then I picked this company to then say, now I have the privilege to work with them and show people, hey, this is why why it worked for my family. You know, hopefully it can work for yours. And if not, that's okay. We have the ability to, we're not captive. Uh, if if there's another company out there that better serves your needs, let's get that taken care of. Because then at that point, I'm not serving the needs of the company. I'm serving the needs of the client. Right. And that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's another unique thing about Northwest. I mean, that's an impressive track yeah. record to be around for so long. We hit on B&I. We're in the same group. I love referral marketing, too. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It's more fun than cold calling, that's for sure. Absolutely. Um, is that one yeah. of the reasons that you moved into uh, the referral? Or is it, I mean, it's also... Well, it's selfishly, I, love, I, I get energy from, from meeting new people. Yep. And uh, I, I I enjoy it. And part of that, I'm also, if you haven't noticed already, I like to learn new things. Um, I like to, to try different things. I'm a big do-it-yourself kind of guy. And um, when I found out about B&I, you know, the way it was explained to me is you get to meet with a bunch of other business owners and see how you can help them, um, not how they can help you. Yeah. Because in that, you know, there probably are other groups that do have that model, and they probably aren't around, you know, any anymore. <laughs> they don't work well. Do uh, no. And so, um, you know, I joined my first group in uh, 2019. Awesome. And, um, you know, you have some hiccups because you you learn. Yeah. Um, and people are people. And what I like about it is that you, it's all about what you put in. Um, and if you go in with wanting to help others before you help yourself out, um, you're going to have a great experience. Yep. 
and I have a history of that. I mean, I've, you know, my family came here to, to, to give to other people. Um, you know, I feel like I joined the military to, to give back, uh, to represent this country. Um, I started nonprofits because I wanted to continue to give back. I was like, this is a no brainer for me, my personality, uh, the way that I feel like I want to run a business, the way that I want to, for people to remember me. And, um, so now it's been over four years that I've been in BNI, the group that I'm in now, the group that, that we're in is, is, um, is amazing and continues to grow. But then again, you're not captive, right? To this group, you have an entire, I mean, it's huge. And so I also don't pretend to know or act like that. I know everything. So, you know, if somebody starts telling me about their roof that's leaking or something, I'm like, Hey, I know a guy. <laughs> I like, I like being in, in, in the office that I work there. Like, all right, what's, what do we need? Ask Diaz because he knows somebody that that, and I <laughs> like to be yeah, I like to be that person. Um, and if you do that enough, um, the way that B and I works is that that will be returned to you. Yeah. Um, Give or and it's, exactly. And so it, it's been like that. I mean, I've um, if it wasn't, you know, I wouldn't be wouldn't be in it. I would you know try to find something else um, that better serves. Um, that purpose of wanting to, um, you know, refer business out and then have it have it come back to me. So I've had a uh, I've had a great experience. Um, I'm in the uh, I'm in the leadership now. They're they're asking me to to do some some higher calling type stuff <laughs> here soon, and um, I know that's going to be difficult. So I'm just waiting for somebody that knows the trick and say, yeah, he can't do it. <laughs> we know how to recruit you into the yeah. right position. Yeah. <laughs> that's for so, sure. Um, but I, I, I'd love it. I only have great things to, to say. And, um, you know, if, if you're watching this and you're in BNI and you're like, well, I just don't know, you know, there's no shame in finding the right group that fits for you. Um, every group has its own culture. That's it. That's for sure. How do we find you? People who need services, where do they go? Um, so, you know, easy Google search or go online and uh, if you type in you know, Stephen Diaz, financial advisor, or Stephen Diaz um, insurance, I, I feel like I've done enough search engine optimization um, that, that hopefully I, I, I pop up. Um, uh, but and and on top of that, you'll also find a lot of the other things that I've had the privilege yeah. to do, and it's been um, it's been amazing. I mean, I'm I'm working on some new projects now. There's another nonprofit that I'm helping out called Folds of Honor. Yeah, which has always been a dream of mine. To I'm just a huge fan of them, and I've, they're out of uh, they're out of um, Oklahoma, and they got some um, cool swag. They have yeah they they've you got to have cool swag. Yeah, and um, it's a great nonprofit too. Yeah. So not the <laughs> and, way. but the logo is amazing. And so um, you know I've I've been begging them their home office um, to. Hey, I want to, I want to volunteer. I said, I have nonprofit experience. I have executive nonprofit experience, but I'll stand outside of Walmart and pass out pamphlets. I don't care. I'm just a big supporter of why it got started, um, what it is that they do. Yep. And I love how they run. Um, I've been approached by a lot of other of the bigger nonprofits and I'm just not a fan of how they, how they do things. And when I found this one, I was like, this is the one. This is the one where I'm willing to put in my, my blood, sweat, and tears uh, 
into this on top of the other things that I'm already doing. Um, again, selfishly, it's also it also helps my mental health out um, because I stay consistently busy. Yeah. And veterans, I know, will agree with me on this, and not necessarily veterans, but if you're not doing anything to to better yourself, to better better someone else out, you know, help your community, um, a lot of those intrusive thoughts start to come in. And, um, and then that's when, you know, poor me and just the negative attitudes where if you're consistently staying busy, learning new things or finding a hobby, um, but helping someone else or, you know, inserting yourself into a situation that is worse than what you're in, yeah. you start to realize, oh, I don't have it as bad. And that's huge. And that's not just for vets, that's for anybody. Uh, and I, I've lived by that for since 2010, 11 time frame. Uh, and I found out that that's, that's what helps me. Um, and so when I do get asked by other veterans, hey, you know, I'm suffering, I, I can't, I have trouble sleeping or holding relationships or keeping a job. Well, what are you doing to, to help yourself before you're expecting someone else to come in uh, and do that for you? And Whatever it is, whatever hobby they find or group that they want to support, um, I know it makes a difference in their life. And so, going back to Folds of Honor, so when they started a South Carolina chapter, um, I was on their short list to here get get this guy to, to help y'all because he'll leave us alone finally. Um, and so I've been helping them now for the past uh, almost four years. Yeah. And raising money for uh, scholarships for those who have been severely injured or who have died um, due to their military service. And then last year, we just started doing a, um, we started opening up the scholarships to first responders. And so in August, um, we actually have our first first responder event with the um, Fireflies cool. uh, here in Columbia, South Carolina, where we're, we've got chosen to be the nonprofit of the game for First Responder Night, um, and we'll be honoring uh, Firefighter Muller, um, who just recently passed away from Irmo, and uh, so that's going to be awesome. So, I mean, it's stuff like that where really cool. it's yeah. it's not about you, right? Yeah. It's about it's about the community and who you're able to help, and that's just so rewarding. So, Lori Wicker, Celebrate Freedom, another nonprofit yeah. I know you've worked at and done some cool stuff. They've got a really cool shop, too, by the way. It's unique. There's nothing... I've... You know, apart from a military installation um, and maybe like in space and air type of museum, I've never been to a place like Lori Wickers. Uh, it's amazing. The mission that they have um, is amazing. And it's brilliant to be able to, and this is coming from a you know, nonprofit executive marketing fundraising type mindset. It's brilliant the way that they've tied in helping military and helping children and finding a way to merge those two and create something successful, Um, which, which she's done. Uh, And so if you've never been, if you've never been to celebrate freedom, um, you got to go check it out. They're the nicest people. Um, I like kids. You're, you're, yeah. If you need to to get your kids distracted from 